Hi, this is Giancarlo, the host of the Web3 Artist Spotlight. This is the first episode of the podcast, and it was recorded live on Friday, November 11th, 2022. Uh, this podcast episode, we got to know a little bit more about Web3 artist Ali Ash. Hope you enjoy. I'm so glad you're here. It's so crazy that like I, we've you know connected a lot on Twitter, online, but um you know never actually like spoken you know in person or you know over a twitter space or something so i'm so glad to have you here and thank you for agreeing to be my my first artist spotlight on this so that's awesome well thank you for um yeah thanks for having me i'm gonna share this whoops how do i do this share copy link i think or do i do it this way oh, i'm still very new to twitter spaces Oh gosh, like, like being on, I, I know how to like talk, but the, all the little like mm-hmm. technical bits and bobs. Uh, and hopefully folks, oh yeah, the other thing I wanted to ask you as well was, do you have like a time limit You know, by when we need to be like done? I know you have to probably get back to, to work or whatever, so just let me know. Ideally, uh, yeah, I can probably go till two and then okay. I got to hard out at 2 p.m. I'm back on the clock. <laughs> cool. So let, let's maybe plan for, I could wrap up maybe 10 minutes early or something, just so you have time to, yeah. <laughs> to get back, right? That sounds good. Cool. Well, I start, I'm seeing some people starting to join. Thank you all very much for being here as well. Um, what I wanted welcome, to- everybody. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do actually just start out is because this is actually the first of a, of a series of, of episodes uh, that I want to start out here. I wanted to first kind of give a quick intro to the space, right, and why um, I'm kind of doing this. Um, then we'll kind of jump over to, um, you know, uh, highlighting and interviewing uh, Ali Ash, uh, who's my, my, my guest you know, speaker here today, uh, or interviewee. And then at the end, I wanted to actually open it up uh, to have other people, whoever has any questions, to just come up and speak and ask questions and, and also have a little bit of a dialogue here. So so that's kind of the plan for the space today. And again, you know, thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate all of you, um, you know, with how crazy things are right now in, in the markets and up and downs and all that. I, I The thing that I love is that there still is a lot of great community, a lot of support from people here. So I very, very much appreciate you guys being here today and joining this space. Um, and, and the reason I, I started this, and that's what I wanted to start out with, is you know, there's a lot of people in this like space of Web3 that are mainly focused on like the larger collections and teams, the board apes, the doodles, a lot of that stuff, you know. But I feel like one part that I love about Web3 is that it's basically what it's been able to do for like individual artists, right? And being able to allow them to like freely express themselves, be able to reach and sell their art to a much broader global market and and really take ownership of that process of like their own digital art and selling it. And more importantly too, is just that this ability now to like really be able to connect collectors and artists on a more personal level. So I've just loved being able to like meet and interact and learn from like all these different amazing artists in this space. And I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to have uh, a place, you know, where we could just, you know, interview and highlight a lot of this amazing work, right? And, and I'm hoping that through this space, you know, artists can reach, you know, some new collectors, 
Uh, maybe their existing collectors can get to know them better and understand like what inspires them, what drives them. And maybe this could also help inspire others um, to start their own artistic journey, right? And get inspired to, to do it themselves. Maybe you had a, a, an inkling to create art and, 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 and put it out there, but, you know, just haven't felt the, you know, that, that push to just go ahead and do it. So maybe this might also just inspire and ignite that spark to really share your own art as well. Um, I want to make this a very inclusive space as well. So I do want to welcome, you know, artists of all nationalities, backgrounds, gender identities, artistic styles. I don't care if the person has 5,000 followers or 50. Um, I really want to celebrate how art and creativity can bring us all together and how we're all, you know, all people on this earth, right? So, so I really want to make it a very, very inclusive space. So um, with that said, I, you know, I want to now uh, switch over to, um, Introducing my my special uh, speaker today, uh, Ali Ash, um, and uh, what I wanted to start out with actually, Ali, is maybe you can just tell us um, a little bit about yourself. Like, spend me three to five minutes giving us some background about yourself, your story, you know, and how how you got here. You know, maybe you can share that with us. Sure, um, I'd love you. Thank you for having me on. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited that this is like your very first space. So I feel like I have to do a good job. I'll try my best. Um, as I was saying at the beginning, probably before most people joined, um, I'm actually doing this on my lunch break at work. So our Wi-Fi is not so good. So if I do get rugged, I apologize. I'll try to come back on really quick. Um, but yeah, so talking about myself, uh, my name is Allie or Allie Ash, as you may know of me. Um, I mean, maybe you don't. Anyways, um, I am an artist in the NFT space, um, an artist and writer. I'm going to talk more about that later. Um, so basically my story is that I was a very creative kid growing up and I love drawing and writing and doing all that fun stuff that, you know, we all love to do when we're younger and expressing myself. Um, and then as I started to get older, um, I was definitely pursued or encouraged to not follow this as like a career path. So, um, I happened to also be good at, uh, writing. So I took a, like a communications type degree in college. And um, afterwards, I when I started entering the working world, I was still kind of doing art like on the side, but not um, as seriously, because I kind of had it stuck in my head that like, you know, you can't actually make money from this. This isn't like a real thing. It's just something you got to do on the side, like with your other job and stuff like that. Um, and so I think I definitely had that belief for a really long time. and. I had gone into crypto probably in 2014-ish. Um, I had bought a little bit of Ethereum. I was kind of like dipping in and out of the crypto space. Um, fun fact, something like the FTX thing happened to me on a much smaller scale, and I lost a bunch of oh, my crypto. No. <laughs> and uh, it's a, I'm Canadian, so it's a Quadriga CX. Shout out to them. Uh, they uh, stole a bunch of my ATH, and I never got it back. Uh, that's a whole nother, honestly, definitely looked it up. It's a, it's a crazy story. Uh, that is, you know, so I had to shift my shoulder from that. So it's like, you know, again, dipping in out of the space, uh, the crypto space. And then it wasn't until 2021 when I heard about NFTs and then I heard about them kind of as like, NFTs are a scam. Who knows? What they're, <laughs> they're not really anything. <laughs> um, but then, um, actually in 2022, the beginning of the year in January, um, I had some extra time 
and I was just kind of like looking around and I was like, you know, maybe I'll try, I'll take a look at this NFT thing. Um, and I've started seeing artists who were actually making a living selling their art. And so I kind of had this bit of a dissonance in my head. I was like, oh, like this thing I thought I could never do um, in my life, like make money selling my art and writing. People are actually doing this and they're doing it really well and they're getting an audience and getting the work out there. So that is kind of, um, yeah. And then, so coming into the NFT space, the first couple months I was like, Oh my God, what is going on? There's apes. Apes. Is this just about apes? There's apes everywhere. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah. you know, beautiful apes, women, like ape, pepe, pepe apes, like all the apes. Everywhere. <laughs> Basically I was like, Oh my God, is this just like what this is? Apes. Anyways. Um, so it wasn't until like probably Marchish that I started making one of one art. Um, and I would say that coming into this space has definitely been beneficial for me because I found a bit of an audience. Um, I'm starting to like go against, like I, I'm trying to put myself out there more, which is always something that's a bit hard for me in general. So um, yeah, that's a bit of a long winded how I got here. Um, yeah. That's my first opener. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing that, Ali. And, um, and and it's interesting because, you know, I think that's one thing that I really connected with you on as well is I had a very similar um, kind of story in some ways, right? Where I loved drawing and creating art as a kid and was basically like completely discouraged from that too, you know, and was like, you know, you're never going to make a living or starve doing that. And so I then just pursued, you know, career in like tech and engineering and, um, and only now kind of seeing this space and like what it was an enabling artists to do that then started to make me think like, huh, maybe there is a, another way now, you know, like maybe, maybe that, that's, you know, it, it is something that you can make a living on. So I love is you actually you know, mentioning that <laughs> there's hope, there's hope, right? So that's so cool. And it's very interesting that you, man, you got into crypto very early, like 2014 ETH, that's, that's, you know, pretty early on, but so sorry you went through a... Uh, a, a, such a you know a FTX type scam back then, but you know hopefully that also taught you a lot as well back in that it time. Did, so. It did t teach me a lot, and uh, yeah, it's I guess it's like this space is very brutal at times, and even from like a trading standpoint, from an artist standpoint, like you just really have to stick it out. Not that I mean, I kind of I'm like shit. If I would have stayed here, you know, in twenty like stayed here all these years and not kept dipping in and out, where would I be now? So I do have to kind of give myself a bit of grace and mm -hmm. just, you know, just stick it out here now. Cause I didn't end up getting any funds lost in the FTX, um, uh, fire storm that has been going on. Um, and I, I do really empathize with those, uh, folks because I was also one of them at one point. So it is, <laughs> it's, it's like, it just like, it really literally feels like, you know, when you drop on a roller coaster, like that feeling in your stomach that literally mm -hmm. the floor has been ripped out from under you, kind of like a rug pull, but like it's much more visceral. It's just, it's not good vibes. But anyways, we can get back to the art now. <laughs> sure, sure. No problem. I can talk about like being scammed no forever. So yeah, yeah. I bet. <laughs> I bet. So, um, so one thing that, that I, um, that I really love, right. Is so you, um, you know, so you, like you mentioned, you started creating some of your one-on-one -on -one art in March. Um, you started something that that was kind of cool. 
uh, which is this like NFT zine, right? Like this monthly magazine that you publish. And uh, and on the last one, you actually collaborated with a few other artists, which I thought was neat. But um, I, so I, I, I purchased, you know, some of your, your magazine and yeah, I, I love one of the things that I purchased all of them. <laughs> I have. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the, the magazine, but, um, and, but the thing that I love about it is, is just how like real, raw and authentic you are in this, in this thing. Like when I read the first, um, one of them, I mean, I was just blown away by like how like vulnerable and how much you opened up. Like you, you oh. talked about things like feeling, no, I'm serious. Like, and I, I, you talked about things like having, you know, these feelings of like, you know, you know, feel like you're multiple identities or pieces and, and like some things didn't, you know, quite fit in and other, and other ones did not in other places or about going through like dark periods. And I, I, I just connected and on, on such a, so many levels with like what you shared there. And, um, and, and I thought it was just so, um, you know, brave and courageous, you know, and you, you mentioned it like being, it being hard to like put yourself out there. Like this was something that I struggled with a lot as well. Like, you know, just trying to be, get comfortable mm-hmm. with like putting myself out there and sharing my artwork, for example, because I'm still just, you know, I, I did a lot of art when I was younger. I'm still kind of learning how to do stuff like digitally and just feeling like, is it good enough? Can I share this? So you Your helped me very a lot. Good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I really like but, it. Yeah. Thank you. But, but yeah, and, and it was just seeing you like, just put yourself out there and do this that like was really inspiring for me and i actually wanted to ask you like especially knowing that this is something you that you have a you know it's a challenge too like how did you like muster up the courage to like you know put all this stuff out there in your magazine and in your art um i wanted maybe if you wanted to talk a little bit about that and share some of it i, I just found it so amazing oops okay i i did the thing where you you're like you meet yourself and then unmute yourself um so I just pinned something to the, oh, I'll pin another one. Okay. So I pinned a couple of tweets here. Um, the One of them is the, the collab zine that you're mentioning, where I collaborated with a bunch of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Ashlyn, who's in the crowd right now. She is one of the collaborators of that one. And then I also pinned um, the, like a little blurb for the second, I think, in my real life, which is the one about the multiple identities. Um, and then now I lost track of what <laughs> what you asked me. So if you could ask me the question again, so sorry. No, no problem. No problem. But no, but thanks for posting it because I do want to make sure you get some of those pinned tweets out there and people can check <laughs> it out. But no, it was just that, like, I just found that, you know, it was just seems so courageous to be able to be so like real, raw and authentic and like what you shared in this. And I was just wondering like, how did you muster up the courage to like to do that? You know, just really like put yourself out there and, and share this stuff. Um, so I think part of it is that I know that my audience is small. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, I think I don't have a huge audience um, in general. I think the biggest scene was probably the Halloween scene. And I think we sold I don't know, maybe 30 copies or something. So it is a small, it's, it's, um, uh, how would I explain this? So I think it's, it's part of it is there's a, like, you guys don't know me in my real life. (laughs) So I can, uh, like be a bit more free and honest, um, because I see most folks here as like, even if like friends or relationships of people are not, um, people who I would like interact with, like in my office. Um, 
where I'm currently hiding out <laughs> doing this right now. Not even my office, the boardroom, because I've just had the cubicle. Let's be real. I haven't even made it there. But uh, uh, I think it's part of, um, I think I've always been like this in a sense where I like to share a lot um, kind of pseudonymously, but in my real life, people would say I'm very quiet and very reserved and I don't actually talk a lot. Um, in general. And I find that also something, uh, a re- one of the reasons I really, really like making zines in general is because I think it's very authentic. And I think, I think just like growing up, I have always been kind of aware of when things aren't real, if that makes sense. So like on social mm-hmm. media, like we're, be- we're presenting ourselves in a certain way or, we're talking about things or even if people are talking about having a bad time, they don't necessarily do it in a way that like, I'm the kind of person I, I think I've shared this on a space before. We're like, I really like to, it's this? like, just like, I really sort of again. I really um, am passionate about authenticity and um, being authentic. And I really value when I see people be authentic and I find even sort of on social media or sometimes even on Twitter, people are a bit more authentic, but like on social media, someone be like, Oh, I'm going through a bad time. And I'm like, that's, that's all they say. And then, you know, people throw heart emojis or whatever, like up at them. But I really am the kind of person where it's like, you know, we're human beings. Like let's let, let us in a little bit to know, like, okay, how bad is this time? Like, I really want to know all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause I think it's like kind of what you said. It's a good way to connect with people. Um, maybe like your bad time is like their bad time. And then that's like a point of connection. Um, that's a really rambly. No, no, answer. but I, 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 no, I like that. And, and, you know, I think what you said is so true, right? Because people, you know, on social media, like they, they tend to share, I mean, number one, people usually mostly put up uh, like a facade, right? Like, and yes. people tend to just, you know, try to show this like, you know, facade of like, you know, everything is kind of great and all the positives and the highlight reel of their life. And many times won't really share, you know, all the, the, the things that may not be going so well, right. Or, or you mm-hmm. know, or, or the tough times. And even if they do, like you said, it may be a very superficial kind of like, I'm going through a tough time, you know, but I think when you're able to actually really connect and understand like the depths of the challenges that somebody might be going through. And, and then when you can see sometimes or hear somebody else's story and a deeper level, it maybe helps you also understand and feel like maybe you're, you're not alone in this, right. That you're not the only person like struggling, you know, or going through like depression or a tough time, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's, it's so valuable. And that's why I appreciate you so much that, that I love that authenticity and, and the being willing to, to share, like, you know, this is, this is, you know, how, how, dark or, or tough things can get sometimes, you know, and, and, and I'm one person, you know, I'm very big on, um, you know, positivity and gratitude and, and optimism, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause I, and I think it's important, like, you know, I think your, your mindset is, is a key thing, right? So I think it's, it's good to try to keep a, a optimistic and, and positive view on the world. And, and I think that can kind of help shape a lot of how you feel, but at times, you know, sometimes we, we need to cry and feel those feelings and and um you know and 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 there's just there's stuff tough stuff that we go through in life you know so i i really appreciate you know sometimes people being able to share 
uh, authentically, you know, how they're feeling, their emotions, and 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 I think it, it really helps. It helps other people to feel connected and and uh, and again, not not alone, and you know that they're they're not the only ones going through some of those challenges. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that. Cool. So I know that was yeah. uh, getting a little a little deep there, but um, I like it. Yeah. So I, I I appreciate you, and I appreciate I appreciate that about you as well. So um, uh, so another question I wanted to ask you is, um, can you tell us a little bit about Ali about like what inspires you to create art, and maybe what's kind of influenced the style of art that you that you make? Ooh, what inspires me? Um, so I would say something that um i loved i think something that has inspired me like and also kind of influenced my style is just like growing up watching a lot of cartoons and um like specifically like manga <laughs> like reading a lot of manga as a kid and like i used to draw like in that style when i was younger and i would try to draw like the big eyes and they just never seemed to work for me um so I think some of my drawing does tend to have that kind of illustrative quality where it's more of like a cartoony type of look than something that's more of like going for like an illustrated realism, like some people mm -hmm. uh, go for. Um, and then what inspires me, and this is going to sound really like, I mean, it does fit with me. So it makes sense. Um, I'm really inspired by artists in general who um, are very consistent because that's something I want <laughs> to emulate in my life and my work. So like I, I am inspired basically by everything in general. Like I, every, I'm always, I'm yeah, I go through different periods of inspiration, but like um, something that kind of influences me and like motivates me with my artwork is artists like Andy Warhol and um, Yayao Kusama. Um, so basically, and I guess people, we can throw people in here for that too. Just like people, so Andy Warhol, he created a, a lot of work and he was very um, consistent in his work and style. And uh, I don't know, I just, I really love him. I actually bought his journal and read most of it. Um, he has a very interesting uh, life story that's not necessarily what you would expect. Um, and then Yayao Kisoma, she, um, she did the art uh like the art installations that was touring a few years ago with like the different um kind of like spaces that were like filled with little points of light i'm not sure if that uh it's familiar to folks but um so why i'm really inspired with her is because after seeing her exhibit um she really talks about art as a way of life for her so she said um she's going to be creating art in her studio every single day until she dies and uh Similarly, if we're kind of flipping to like an NFT new media space, um, Beeple, although I didn't know about his everydays until like, I, I didn't really know about Beeple until like a couple months ago. So anyways, like I, I knew who he was. Mm -hmm. I just didn't really know like who he was, if that makes sense. Anyways, yep, yep. I'm just inspired by like the fact that he was able to continue something consistently with his everydays every day. And I think it fits that kind of like, you know, doing doing the art and doing the work for just for the sake of it, regardless of kind of, you know, whether you end up with, you know, 1100 followers like I have, or whether you end up with like a million billion or whatever, um, just kind of being consistent and uh, really giving 
giving space to create your work and making it part of your every every day. Yeah, no, <laughs> this that's, is not that's sponsored wonderful. by people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an ad for people. Uh, no. no, but that, that's 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 great, you know. And and um, one thing that I think that's really cool that you do as well is that I, you do like your daily um, art practice, right? And you actually yes. share it, you know. And I thought that was that was so cool. Like you just, you know, every day you you create something. You've made it like a part of your routine. I'm trying to get better at it. I I end up, you know, like so many priorities, and I'm like, I, I want to create stuff, but then it's like I gotta work out. I got my kids, and I got, you know, so it's like all these things. And and unfortunately, my art ends up being at the bottom of the priority. But then I see, like, you know, you you've made you've been so good about like prioritizing, creating stuff, and I love that you share it. Like you share it like every day, and I think there was a whole thread you posted about why you do it, and I thought maybe you could share a little bit about that, like why you started your kind of like daily um, art practice and and sharing it. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool thing that you talked about in one of your tweets. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, so I just pinned one up. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I'll focus on like pinning and like not losing the space. But yes, why I did the daily practice um, is uh, it's kind of stupid. It's not stupid, but like even in the times when I was like before I became more consistent with my artwork and the times when I was working and just kind of doing art on the side and not really knowing what I'm doing and um, effing around we'll just say that um basically i would always be like oh i'll do art i'll draw every day for a hundred days like this is gonna be great i'm gonna do like um inktober inktober which is like a, what was a big thing for me i was like yeah i'll i'll draw every single day for 30 days and like pen and ink and do this challenge like all these other people are doing this challenge and then um you know unsurprisingly by day 15 i was like oh shit i don't want to do this anymore or like oh like what you said like other priorities have uh gotten in the way but I think part of it too is like I understand that I actually need the practice because I'm not I'm I guess I'm like kind of like a quasi self-taught artist so I didn't go to art school so I have like a bit of a I don't I'm gonna say like a chip on my shoulder because of that because I'm like I don't feel like I'm a full artist I'm like I need to get better at this I need to draw every day but then every time I would do this, I'd be like, oh, shit, I, it just drops off the, it's the last thing on my to-do list and it drops off. But um, so I kind of started this just for fun to see like, you know, I'll do it today and then maybe I'll do it tomorrow. So in my thread um, where I was talking about this, I was saying how um, daily practice, it's like, I, 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 I kind of trick myself into doing it. So I don't call it like Allie's 100 day challenge. Um, it's just daily practice. So then I don't think of doing it for a hundred days, but I end up doing it for more than a hundred days. Um, and then why I want to share it. Um, literally I just was like, Oh, this is content I can share mm -hmm. on social media. Cause I don't really know what to share sometimes. So like, this is good. I'll share it. And then people were like, Oh, this is so great. You've done this for 20 days. And I was like, Oh, validation. Okay. I'll keep going. Um, so <laughs> now it's just going to be a thing until, you know, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep going, see how far I can get and, uh, yeah, throw it up there every day. Yeah. Then I pinned a tweet where this is, um, all of my pieces. I, I'm getting better at, you know, sharing myself and like putting my stuff out there. So like, this is, um, all of my daily pieces from October. So you can see yeah, so what they look like. 
That's so cool. And it's, it's some, you mentioned something kind of interesting there too, like is the 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 whole like kind of tricking yourself. And it's interesting that when you um, when you were trying to set like a target, right, and and you had like the pressure that you had to like hit the number every day, right, and and, and keep the streak going you weren't really successful, but then when you kind of like flipped it around and said, I'm just, it's just daily practice. And then all of a sudden, like you've now been able to do it like a lot more consistently, you know? So, so it's, it's still kind of fascinating how, um, you know, just looking at it and treating it like in a, with a different light or perspective could actually help you be more consistent and get more of the practice than like beating yourself up about, okay, I got to hit this many days or something like that. So a very, very interesting thing. Yeah, I do uh, reverse psychology on myself because mentally sometimes I'm a toddler and I need like, <laughs> I need someone to be like, okay, just do it today. And, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. No pressure. Go to school okay, today. Yeah. Don't worry about tomorrow or whatever. So I, I do have to trick myself. Um, I think I think we all need a little bit of that <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> just focus on today. It's okay. Yeah. So no, that's great. I love that. Um, all right. So another question for you, Ali. Um, can you tell me like what, about web three excites you the most Ooh, interesting um I, like without being like all of it basically <laughs> just pick um, what, yeah i mean just yeah all, take us all wherever it, you want to go um, <laughs> all of it i'm excited about um the different sort of ways that you can share things on the blockchain and um so let, well, you know, let me start from the beginning. I'm really excited about art and artists um, and people being able to make a living and continue to make a living and continue to make art and find audiences and have their art kind of like live um, on the blockchain. I really think that idea is amazing. And I think it's going to be cool in like 5, 10, 20 years down the line when like, I really love kid artists who do NFTs. So I think mm -hmm. it'll be so cool like one day to like see like, oh, this was their first NFT and then this is their, like, new one that they've made. So I really like the idea of, like, it kind of keeping a record um, and uh, record-keeping for artists in a way, like, doc documentation, I guess, if that makes sense. I really like that aspect mm -hmm. of it. Um, and then Web3 in general, kind of moving away from sort of, like, the technology side. I think there's... Um, I think we are at kind of like a pivotal point where things like there is a capacity for change, like just like in the broader world sense, um, like changing of economic structures, social structures, family structures, all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of seeing or just thinking about in general, like the different um, changes that could happen from a societal perspective. Um, even like, you know, what if, I forget what, what account this was, but like somebody was like, Oh, you have a family DAO. I'm like, how cool would that be to like what? have like a DAO <laughs> yeah. for your family and like everybody, you know, gets their like allowance or they can vote on stuff or things. Just thinking about different structures or even a more like um different like yeah, social structures, family structures, monetary structures, even like the um, while not necessarily related to blockchain, I think the Web3 space kind of goes hand in hand with like artificial intelligence and things like that. And then just mm -hmm. kind of wrap that in the metaverse. And it's just all exciting. 
<laughs> There's so lot, many lots cool prospects. Of, yeah, yeah, lots of cool things. Um, yeah. No, really, really cool. Yeah, and 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 it's amazing because I I also wonder like you know even the stuff that we haven't even conceived of yet. You know that like if you fast forward like ten years, like this could look so incredibly different. You know, and and things that we wouldn't even even fathomed. Um, you know, could be maybe the um, you know, be, be reality, right? So it's it's just it's mind blowing. But yeah, I love a lot of the things you mentioned. Um, you know, and about the fact, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, right, is like artists now having a better way to make a living. You know, as an artist, reach broader audiences. You know, having that record on the blockchain, and and I love that idea of like you know, you know, twenty years from now, you can like look back and be like, wow, look at this artist and. They created this collection when you know they were like 15, and here it is on the blockchain, and it's it's still there. I mean, that's that's just like fascinating to me. So cool. All right, and then I'll ask one last question. Then before I maybe want to open it up for some of our people in the audience to, to sure. maybe ask some questions as well. But um, so, what do you find the most challenging? I guess about being an artist in this space, and I know you alluded to it a little at the beginning about it being difficult, right? But I maybe wanted to elaborate a little bit more on that and and what's you know you think is the one of some of the biggest challenges of being an artist in the space. Yes, there's a lot. Um, the biggest there's a lot of challenges, so I'll just kind of go through the ones I can think of, like off the top of my head. Um, basically. In the web three, sorry, it's just, sorry, I'm going to clarify. Are challenges about being an artist in general or challenges about being an artist in the NFT space? I forget what NFT space. NFT space, okay. (laughs) There's challenges, you know, there's all kinds of challenges. I want to make sure I'm focused. Um, I think a big challenge I see people have is um, marketing. That's like a number one challenge artists have in general. you know, you might be very good at drawing and creating your artwork, but marketing your artwork and marketing yourself is not necessarily, it It kind of ba- like pushes you right up against like resistance and like all of that mental junk in your head. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I hate my art. I'm a horrible artist. Oh, I hate my drawing. Just uh, <laughs> like in my brain sometimes. And then like, it's like, oh, well, actually you got to like sell yourself now and like, promote your artwork and like put yourself out there and like talk in space. Like I love talking. So obviously I love talking in spaces, but like talk in spaces and like join discord and like talk about your art and be an artist. Set it up. So I think the marketing and actually like getting known and seen and visible with your art is super challenging. Um, and then kind of with the flip side of that too, is like if you're seeing success or if you're not seeing success, that can also be challenging as well. So like if you see success, and like maybe you sell a bunch of pieces right away and then you launch something you sell no pieces you're like oh shit did i just like did people Mm -hmm. hate me now or something like that um or like maybe you sold a lot and then now you're not selling any so there's lots of like dips and valleys in terms of like an income in this space or if you're not selling any work at all you might be like do people just not like me do not like my work blah 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 um and yeah, those are some challenges. Another challenge I would say is just like a, a lot of artists in this space in general are not like I'm not full time in my art. I do want to quit my job, even though I'm like talking. <laughs> no, really, no, no one's listening to me here. Um, it's hard to do this. And especially in the Web3 NFT space, it's like uh, I think there's like a Bo Burnham song. It's like everything 
everywhere all the time. Like that's basically the NFT space, like in a mm-hmm. nutshell. Um, and like, you kind of have to go up against those expectations of like creating all the time and like being so present and active while all the, a lot of the time having either outside personal commitments or like you're literally, um, I like to say like I'm moonlighting as an NFT artist because like in the daytime, mm-hmm. uh, I have to make my income. So my, my money for my coins to live my life. So, <laughs> um, and then, then, you know, then there's all the kind of people who want to take advantage of you, um, as an artist and, uh, whether that's like, um, it was more common, I guess, more in the bull market than it is now. But like, I get kind of annoyed with projects and things that are like, you know, design us a logo. Everybody just send in all your logo submissions mm-hmm. and then we'll pick the best one. Whereas that's basically, it's, uh, it's you know, there's lots of arguments against that, but it's like you're doing free work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of people coming at artists for free or underpaid work and then on top of all of that, all of the, you know, intricacies and difficulties of being an artist in this space, they're like, you know, we don't want to give people royalties anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, okay. I'm, oh, like, that was a big selling recorded. point of the blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> it is being recorded. but <laughs> um, That was a not family friendly word. But yes, it's, uh, it's, so after all of that and all of the like dealing with everything, you know, like oh actually you know royalties what even is that you know we just want to trade our uh things without having to pay people but i I don't know i'm sure that's still going to be a conversation uh down the line but again there's lots of challenges um i would say though if (laughs) after dumping that on everybody who's listening here i would say it's still (laughs) worth it um to pursue being an artist in this space um I think it's uh, just, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> it is fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it helps you get yourself out there, helps you meet new people, meet other like-minded artists. And um, one thing I will kind of do a little sale here. Uh, one thing that it does allow me to do is uh, I don't do a lot of like free or giveaway. I mean, I do do that stuff. but. Uh, it allows me to like kind of spend my time on projects and things that I would really like to um, being in this space. And um, so I'm attracted to like a lot of women led projects and projects that are, do um, donations. So I'm actually going to pin the, I have an allow list uh, giveaway opportunity going on with the 1973s. I'm going to pin this here. Um, so all the details are in this tweet. But basically, um, it's a project that uh, a bunch of artists donated their work to, um, including some people like the, I think it's the Sappy Seals artist, as well as the Avril mm-hmm. Avril 15 artist. So there's lots of cool, like, you know, not just me, <laughs> um, bigger names too. And uh, oh, thanks to the Hearts Ashlyn. She also s- submitted and uh, some other people, um, cool artists. But so... Basically, uh, the 1973s is a project um, fighting for reproductive rights and reproductive justice in uh, the U.S. And uh, they're raising money, 100% donations. So the art's been donated. All the funds are going to be donated. And um, I believe it's going to be a very cheap, accessible mint as well. So 
if that's interesting to you, definitely check this out. Um, it's on till tomorrow, uh, 7 p.m. So it's a cool opportunity. Um, it's a blind mint. So there's 100 editions of each of the 33 artists. And you don't know which piece you're going to get. So you could get one of my pieces. Um, uh, but it's a great cause. And I love being able to support that with the blockchain. Because that's something that is not necessarily possible. Um, like, yeah, sure, I could, like, make prints and sell them, like, on Instagram or Etsy or something. But this is a, a way to kind of go with a group of people who are already mobilizing and just kind of add more awareness to it. So that's one of the cool things about being an artist that I really like. Yeah, there is wonderful. some good stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, and I love that. I love that you ended on the fact that it's still worth it despite the challenges. And I love this too, that, that you know, we could actually use it as a cause for good and supporting good causes, raising, you know, money for bringing awareness and, and, and raising funds for, for good causes. So I totally love that. And th thanks for pinning it up there, Ali, and for sharing that as well with this, with this audience. So, no problem. Um, so I wanted to now um, open it up in case we have, I know we have like several people in the audience. Uh, so thank you guys so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Um, if anybody wants to come up and, uh, you know, say a few words, ask some questions, uh, would, would love it if you guys uh, wanted to participate. So feel free to request and I will bring you up and um, you guys can, can share, can ask. And if not, that's okay too. <laughs> I know it sometimes can be, uh, you know, or people also might be, you know, doing something else, or sometimes it can just be intimidating to come up on a space and speak, you know. So, oh, there we go. I got, I got a request. There we go. Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, love the space. What's up? Love the space is the the first one, so I, I you know, I had to attend, and um, I got to hear about a great artist, and I just love the journey i love the confidence i love um you know you might not be the most was it uh extrovert you know what i mean in in um in real life but you still make sure to show your art and just it's just people appreciate it you know what i mean um so i love just putting yourself out there and just coming on and answer your question i really appreciate it so i had like a, a weird question for you um Ash, uh oh <laughs> what what was your favorite uh uh anime of all time oh god okay i think this uh, okay i have two um one is card captors i don't know if that's it's just so good like it's where she goes around and like collects little cards and like that's pulling way back from the memory bank and i just I know she has like a little like bear or character with like little tiny wings. It's just, I love that. Um, I also really liked Gundam wing. I was basically obsessed. Um, and I actually bought some of those little models <laughs> and like put them awesome. together with like all the little things. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of suits. I, I, yeah. So both ends of this, like more of like a, I don't know, guy type, not guy type, but like more, battles and like droids and stuff and then like cute magic things um those are my favorite <laughs> that's so that's so great um i don't know the first one but i definitely know gundam wing um i remember 
watching Gundam and Zoids and all that yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty hilarious. But um, yeah, just wanted to um, introduce myself and, and, and ask you that. But um, yeah, love your story. I'm just about to go and listen. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming up, man, for supporting. I appreciate that. All right, I'm going to go now to, we got a few people that requested, so thank you guys. Uh, address in, I can't, I can't read the other part of the name, but dress in something. <laughs> you want to go ahead and ask your question? Hello, hello. You can call me Elena. Ah, dress and draw, I see now. Okay, I saw it now. <laughs> but Elena is okay too. Actually, I don't have any specific question i just want to say thank you for sharing your art i have never never seen you before and it's nice to meet you <laughs> you are very cute and talented thank you thank you elena i'm gonna and, follow you back too <laughs> thank you thank you uh, and i i really like your halloween collection it's so cute and um you use uh, this uh, limited colors and it looks very stylish i like it thank you olena yeah it kind of happened randomly using the limited colors um i was like what if i just use fewer colors <laughs> well i was like you know i'm gonna make this like a fall aesthetic for october like that's i want to do like fall kind of drawings and then i kind of was like you know what if i just kept using the same colors every day um, and then it kind of um, using limited colors kind of inspired me to go with a more spooky theme. So thank you for uh, the compliment. I really appreciate it. You know, I I I can't use uh, a limited palette because I want to use all colors all <laughs> at the same time. It's too difficult for me to <laughs> use just a few. I know. It's, and then this, this month I'm using more color. So I'm kind of like, wow, I was so limited before. Now I can use all these colors. But I'm also like, oh, there's too many choices now. <laughs> but yeah, I love uh, it's, using a lot of color. is really fun in your art. It just kind of like pops out. I love that. I love using a lot of color too. Maybe I should try it someday <laughs> too. Maybe <laughs> next Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, or just pick like your three or four favorite colors and try those out and see like how that works. All right. Well, thank you, Elena, so much for coming up, for the compliment, for asking the question. Um, It's my pleasure. (laughs) Appreciate that. Thanks for being here. And then uh, let's switch over to, is it Iceland? Hello. um, Hi. Hi. (laughs) So, uh, Ali, to me, you are like the zine queen of Web3. <laughs> and I remember you mentioning that uh, prior to Web3, you had you loved making like physical zines and like the the fun assembly of just putting them together. And I know this opens up like a whole can of worms of like printing and shipping. But uh, I I was very curious about like maybe your vision for zines of like uh really exploring like the digital utility or if you you had ever considered uh also bringing them into the physical form and sending those out as well i love your zine by the way thank you and thank you yeah thanks for participating in 
Uh, Unsung is also in the crowd there. Thank you for participating in the uh, um, Um And yes, I had thought about doing, uh, like actually printing them out and mailing them out. Um, it is challenging because color printing is very expensive. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, um, it's, it's weirdly expensive too. So like I had thought about um, making one of my solo ones, printing it out in like color and like sending it out. And it was going to be like, I don't want to say like 30 cents a side or something like that. So like then you multiply it by like, however many sides but like that could be an option like if people really like the zine um or like that month's zine they could um purchase that one or maybe like one down the line um like a different one the problem with the monthly ones too though is that like i i literally finished them the night before i i put them out so i would have to do something that's a bit more um in advance which is not something um I'm very good at yet but yeah I think it would be very cool to do that because there's something kind of magical about holding a little zine in your hand and like really seeing the texture and even if it's black and white just kind of having that as like a physical item um yeah people like physical items too and also you can kind of like give it to somebody or trade it or something like that so those are good those are good ideas Cool. Thank you for the question. And I, I believe it's actually Ashlyn. I just checked your profile, right? So sorry I messed that up for the first time. <laughs> I'm, I'm very particular about wanting to get people's names correctly. So thank you so much, Ashlyn. All right. So um, I have also, uh, let me just check, um, Bran Her Style, <laughs> or, or do you want to go by uh, Mrs. Anna? <laughs> I go by either. Hi. By either. Hi. Thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, Brander Style. Some people call me Brandy because they think my name is Brandy from Brander Style. But <laughs> um, so, Ali Ash, I I know that you mentioned that you're really interested in seeing how the children that are doing NFT projects and like how that's going to progress. And I also know some that like for your Web two job, you work in education, so. What do you think is something that we can do to help these children do these NFT projects? Or do you think it kind of goes down to their parents? Or is there something like in education that we could do to help promote them to be artists from a younger age? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I'll say I work in post-secondary education uh, as an, at an office job, so like a non-teaching job. So it's kind of like people who don't really want to go to school, but I, I have actually worked a lot with kids in the past, which I think I've mentioned. Um, I think part of it would be cool to um, just kind of get kids more interested by showing them that it's possible. Um, so like I think I remember back to like those career days, like, we'd have like a lawyer, doctor, firefighter come in, but like there would never be someone mm -hmm. in like marketing or branding or even like an artist who would come in. So kind of thinking about um, all those opportunities and also, um, yeah, I do think there is an opportunity for artists to kind of 
partner with schools who might be interested in uh, learning more about NFTs in general. And um, I think NFTs and I mean, maybe we're going to call them digital collectibles now. I don't know. But I think they do have a bit of a bad uh, reputation. So something that could be a way to kind of get more people interested is kind of using the um, collaborative process. Like I'm almost thinking like um, almost like a tuck shop. I have so many ideas. But anyways, you could almost set up like because I know a lot of classrooms have like uh, I don't know you call it like someone in my office was actually talking about her daughter who in their classroom, they get like fake dollars for doing things in class. Um, so how cool would it be like if you could do set that up like with like NFTs or something and they could get like little NFTs, they print out as stickers or something. Oh, no, there's like lots of opportunities, but I think part of it is like, it is really like a systemic thing. But I think at the very least, um, if you have a kid or you um, are connected to school-aged kids you know really making sure that there's a diversity of careers and options um and things kind of presented at you know those like stereotypical like take your kid to work day or career day type of um opportunities and then probably the weirdest teacher in the school finding them and seeing uh talking to them about it and then seeing you know where you can go from there Every school has one. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, maybe one day I will collaborate with the school because, yeah, that kind of does fit in my background of um, I actually, you know, this is like the w most random uh, about me fact. I used to work um, at summer camps a lot when I was in uh, high school and university. I like ran a summer camp for a summer as well, which is a very hard job. Um, but I, working with kids is so fun and they're so creative and funny and they really think of things in a unique way. And sorry, also it would be cool to use sort of the blockchain and, uh, NFTs for good. So kind of like something with like the 1973s, you know, maybe an opportunity for fundraising through, um, NFTs or digital collectibles would be a cool, um, opportunity to kind of, uh, take to a school. And I love that answer, Ali. I thought you did that hit on so many great things. Um, and I think there's really a lot, definitely a lot of opportunity in that, in that area. And when you mentioned like, you know, just even getting people to come into school and like, and share, like you said, like, you know, for different careers, like actually having someone come in that does like digital art and sells it on the blockchain, you know, and actually showing that that is a real career path as opposed to like what we had growing up where it was like, yep, yeah, you know, you're never going to make it doing art. So don't even consider that, you know, because unless you want to be broke for the rest of your life. So I, I think, you know, showing those possibilities is, is wonderful. Probably even doing like summer camps to help that, you know, teach mm. people how to create digital art and, and, uh, or even, yeah, like, you know, I just had an idea, like, okay, you could have them make art, you know, teach them how to turn it into an NFT, and then see like, hey, here's how you can list it. And then we can use this money to you know, support this cause or something like that. So, I mean, just, I think there's so many opportunities, so much potential um, to, to educate and, and, uh, and make this already something, you know, a positive, a very positive thing right, for, for our youth and our kids. So that's, that's wonderful. So I know we're now at time because uh, I know you got you to get back as well. Yes. I wanted to, <laughs> so I, I'm you know, keeping track of that. I want to make sure you don't, you're not late. 
But um, thank you so much for being on here today, for sharing you know, more about your story, your background. I think there were so many great things that a lot of people could, could learn from today. I learned a lot of new things today from you. Um, so I really appreciate you being on here. And thank you to everyone that was here and also uh, came up. So appreciate all of you. Um, hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, a wonderful weekend. Um, I'm planning to have another one of these next week. So I'm going to keep them going every week. Um, I think Anna, who is one of the people I had lined up, had already, already had to drop off, but she's going to be uh, on next week. And I, I'm also, if you're if you're interested, I would love to have you know some of the other artists on here that I, I know I've been connecting with you guys through Twitter. Um, if you're interested, in also being on this space and being interviewed and sharing, let me know. DM me. Uh, happy to have you. And, and I think if I get a lot of interest, I may make this a you know two a week or something. We'll see because I've already had a few people already very interested in um, in, in being a part of it. So um, so glad. Oh, I think Anna came right back. But yeah, <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so Anna, so you, you'll be on next week. Uh, so thank you for for agreeing to that. And um, again, thanks everyone that's that's here. Uh, I thought this was you know great great first space uh, to get this weekly thing going. And uh, again, appreciate you all. Have a great weekend. Thanks for hosting. And yeah, thanks for letting me talk. Have a good day, guys. <laughs>